And it goes for 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dharma Boys, a lost podcast. I'm Vincent Taylor. And I'm Taylor Wilson. Uh, we're coming to you live from the island here in the this big scary pig station uh, a quick word of warning this show does contain adult language and lost spoilers this week we're discussing uh season one episode five white rabbit Vinny, what is this episode about man um you know i there's a man on the island we don't know who he is he's incredibly thirsty he may or may not have stolen some water uh he may be drinking all the water on the island so no one else can get it we're not sure why he wants all this water but i think we're going to find out I think so, and we are all thirsty as viewers when we watch this beautiful, beautiful cast, I think. So, man, this episode, honestly, is like, I I exclaimed while we were watching it to my wife. Like, at the beginning scene, I was just standing up and was tense and was, like, clapping my hands together and was just, like, not sure, and then it went to the opening, Lost. And I just yelled, this is the fucking greatest show on television <laughs> ever. See, I didn't know uh, what you exclaimed. I thought you might have just made a noise. But, uh, yeah, I like that. I agree yeah. with it. <laughs> this whole yeah. episode just can just re-verified that over and over and over. Uh, it's it's amazing. It is a really kind of good episode. Uh, it stood out to me a lot more, I think, this time than I, it has in, in past rewatches. Um, First thing, Charlie, I have a note here. Charlie does swim, as we yep. know. He does. Uh, that's, it's not important <laughs> for now, but uh, Charlie, he does swim. So maybe a mistake or honestly, I mean, who wants to go do that? I, I, mean, I would probably say the same. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, someone's drowning. I can't swim. So <laughs> I can't swim. <laughs> I mean, I guess he says I don't swim, and I guess that's not a lie in that moment. He's not, uh, so he doesn't swim in that, at that time. Uh, what do you do you have anything you want to start us off with that popped out at you yeah I don't want to I mean I hate to just I hate to go to uh, Jack immediately but I mean every episode so far has been centric to someone but this one feels like a real Jack episode and he's not in it as much as everybody else is as far as like how everybody else is interacting. He does very little interacting with anyone in this episode, but it's such a pivotal, pivotal moment for him. Uh, yeah. Cause I think almost every episode we've talked about so far is this person thinks Jack's a leader. Jack doesn't know why Jack wants to be, uh, Jack seems hesitant to be the leader. Why is he that? And we find out why um, yeah. in this episode in a very, uh, I, I don't know. It's actually like, I found when you when you see that scene uh, with his dad, I um, with his dad kind of telling him why you shouldn't be a leader, the uh, or why you shouldn't commit to anything because if you commit oh, to something, the, you might you don't have what it takes. Scene. Yes. When I watched that last night again, I just like sat there for a second and said, Gee, "Jesus Christ, Christian!" <laughs> like I would, uh, I was this kid is the, for my yeah. He's a kid. <laughs> this is a, a man, his father talking to a boy. I was upset for my boy Jack uh, in a real big way because, I mean, maybe I have, you know, the gift of, like, 
I have the advantage of having like future sight into this show, but even I don't think so because a lot of the time when we rewatch these, I forget stuff. Yeah. Like I just, I'm yes. just like, Oh, I, I don't, I didn't remember that at all. So and, I and in the past, that, I don't think we're sitting down taking notes the entire episode. I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I wasn't like, I wasn't out to look for things, but man, I mean, what a, uh, what an incredible origin story we have for Jack. I mean, it just starts with him. It's sad to me. I, I guess we'll just jump into the flashbacks first. I know we don't really like, we, uh, we jump all over the place. It's fine. But that beginning scene with Jack where he actually does willingly take a chance for someone is knowing that it will cause probably knowing, a definite yeah, harm. Yeah. A, he it's it's a losing battle get, that he knows it, that walking it into it. Yeah, and you get that sense that he is that person still on the island, uh even yes. before like the reason he is so such an unwilling leader but keeps putting himself in positions where he is the leader um it's just going right back to that kid that got this shit beat out of him you know for right. someone else because it wasn't right he um and then he just denies it because his father fucked him up so much i mean like i felt so bad for jack this time i felt so bad for him <laughs> i i agree 100 percent. this is the first episode that we really get to see john terry as christian who is a great character throughout the series, uh, morality aside. Uh, he's, he's kind of a living, breathing human motif throughout the yeah. series as well as a character. And uh, he's, this is his, uh, his first time on the show. We are just scratching the surface with Jack and Christian's relationship in this yeah. episode. The, and that's the crazy thing. They do reference this bad thing that happens. We'll learn about later in this season. But they really do, in my opinion, have probably the most compelling off-island relationship of any two characters. Yeah. I, I actually kept thinking of that about, I, I thought the same thing about both of them um, when I was watching it. But the other thing I couldn't get out of my head was just how stellar everybody is. I know we kind of talked about it in the pilot, but some episodes they just, every, I feel like every actor just really goes for it. And this is one of those episodes where just everyone is exactly who they're supposed to be. I felt so sorry for Jack so many times, and it it wasn't necessarily because of the story we're being told. It's because of Matthew Fox, like just that he, incredible. His the scene at the end where he walks in and sees his dad's body. It, I I stare up tears in my eyes watching it. I mean, he yeah. has this incredible talent, and Matthew Fox is really not in other things. He was in a you know Party of Five, the TV show. He's been in a few small roles, but largely. He doesn't do that anymore, and I think it's kind of a waste because he's such a talent. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are, and I, I, Terry O'Quinn's the same way. I guess he did a few things after, but um, in, in this episode, he really sells that we're seeing a whole new man in this. Like, we're seeing a different lock than we've seen before. Um, right. He's confident. He's carrying himself in a certain way that – shows that he's seen some shit <laughs> and we don't yeah. know what that shit is but i mean uh it i don't know i just feel like everybody really brought it even uh down to like charlie and um uh, uh michael like everybody i feel like kate everybody in the show really just 
was a hundred percent A game. This one, yeah, they were they were supposed to, they were a hundred percent the person they were supposed to be in this episode. Yeah, so good. I love it. I can see that. I can see that. The only one I didn't care for in this episode that stood out to me was Jin. Uh, Jin, I, I he yeah. didn't have a big presence in this. He didn't have a big one, but I gotta say the whole um, I will tell you what to do and. You know, uh, I, I will always stick up for you. The whole getting in Saeed's face thing. Dude, I got to say, Jin, Saeed's not the one. Like, yeah. if, if no. this were a, a video game based on fighting, I, I yeah. think you'd have a hard time uh, arguing that any of the main cast that we know now could beat Saeed hand in hand. <laughs> no, 100%. Saeed is not <laughs> to be fucked with on this island. And people keep trying to test him. Yes, they do. Everybody's Absolutely. pushing the boundaries with him. And... You know, from day one, just from the pilot, you're like, you shouldn't fuck with that guy. Like, yeah, he's he, smart. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a he's a trained soldier, dude. I mean, I don't know if anyone else on the show can match that. My wife actually said while we were watching it, Saeed is the hottest man on this island. No, it's the hottest person <laughs> on this island. Just okay. He is. He fucks people up, and he's 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 my mom's looking. favorite character. That's so good. <laughs> I hope it's not because she's attracted to him, but well, I don't mind that. I just don't want to think about that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> moving on immediately. Oh, I, I like how uh, you're, you mentioned Charlie and it made me think of Charlie and Hurley and they're they have that scene where they're like these little puppies with Jack. They come up and they're like, "Hey, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" And yeah. he's like, "I don't know. That's not my. That's not my deal, Dan." And he just walks off, and they look at each other and proceed to immediately keep following him, saying, "Okay, what do we do?" <laughs> so I, I, it, it's the same thing we've been seeing. Everyone's pushing on him to really comedic effect because, uh, I mean, I, I, I love those two guys. And and with Charlie, hey. what what do you got? I was just gonna say, anytime we get some Charlie action. I'm down. Charlie, yes. Charlie. Oh, <laughs> and this one we had, well, this is the first time we had a little bit of chair. That's what I'm calling Charlie and Claire. Uh, <laughs> a little chair. So yeah, you're right. a little chair action. They, I think this is the first time they've really had any sort of meaningful interaction. There, there may have been a, a blip that I missed in the, in the past few, but I really think this is the first time they had a, a one-on-one and kind of more of a, a moment alluding to, to them as a, potential future item she says yeah, I mean, charlie uh, kind of looms over her like some sort of like guardian He's, yeah and he has this mysterious cup of water i don't want to know where the charlie water came from but <laughs> i didn't even think about that you're right he brought it to her and he's like this is all we managed and i was thinking where did you get it where's all but, this water coming from charlie this cup doesn't jack have a cup at the end too jack has the know. same little cup i think at the end of it the might beach, be. I think Jack has the same cup. <laughs> well, the water thing is kind of, I mean, I know I've said this, like, on, I've probably said this every episode we've recorded now, but it is still that, like, survival show, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the, the, between the drowning, the drowning of Joanna and the water, you know, that's a, that's a straight up survival show, but those are such, like, I, I just, it kind of shows me that this is, the, the, that idea, that first draft of, just a straight survival survival drama doesn't really have any longevity to it. So there's only so many episodes of like we're hungry, we're thirsty, we're thirsty. there's a yeah. storm, we're drowning. So uh, I do like that they they touched on it though because you know that's that's the thing about 
the uh, the opener with this is it doesn't have to be some big monster that kills you. You can just straight up die in the yeah. swim. Um, yeah, I mean they don't kill off really many people early in the show from anything but I mean the pilot and the monster. But it, I, I think the people that die early on kind of die of the elements in a lot of ways you know uh they die of just kind of threats on the island not so much um like supernatural things i think the water is really interesting in this episode actually man not to end do you want to finish your point uh not really um i mean i had some stuff kind of about the drowning itself but you know it's it will keep it tied to the water it's uh it's this really terrifying prospect to run out and swim out into the water. You have to be in insanely good shape to swim out, I think, into open water. And when you drown, when someone is drowning, uh, I don't know if this is something that humans can control or not, but people uh, go into this panic mode and just go into instinct. And it's not uncommon for someone who, who attempts to drown someone to be drowned themselves because that person grabs onto them and pushes them underwater trying to get up. So yeah. it's it's a very brave thing that Jack has done, and, and you know saving Boone and then going back out. I just think that's a testament because again, it's it's like the fight scene at the beginning. That's a losing battle. That woman is straight up dead, probably already yeah. underwater. Jack goes back out anyway, yeah. um, and I, I just want to you know aside from that, that's a very I mean it's a sad thing to to, to witness, but the the opening of this episode with the water just shows how gorgeous hawaii is i just i had to say something about that i've yeah. never been to oahu or hawaii and i i just don't think that it could be filmed anywhere else and still be the same show it's kind of like how breaking bad made um new mexico a character i definitely yeah. think the island really makes hawaii uh, a, a character so uh but the water in hawaii episode, is so many things in in hawaii is so many things in this show too so it really gets to be, uh, you're right. It gets to, it, it's really, really prominent because they use it so much and so effectively. It's Australia, it's Iraq, it's, you know, it's so many. Yes, it, it shows its versatility. You think, oh, yeah. it's just tropical, it's just this jungle. But, hey, man, with a little creativity, it, it can be anywhere, you know. Yeah. Uh, the water in this episode, I, I wrote this down, but I, I thought it was a little bit cheesy, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, the water in this episode, it gives and takes away. So it takes I, life and then <laughs> gives it. That's exactly the train of thought I was going down, man. Right. Because the beginning we see this water as this chaotic death, like monster that's just going to kill you. The water is going to kill you. Um, and it, it's, in, I don't, it's not in, it's not unintentional that the entire episode is about water, right? Like there's water no. in bottles that's missing on the beachfront. And yes. Jack, in his journey, finds fresh water. And the water kills people. People, um, The water kills people. Claire, I would argue, almost dies because, I mean, Boone had good intentions. That nasty man. The Boy Scout. I had a business. I, mean, I was going to ration stuff. Shut I'm up. Sorry. You've never done anything <laughs> ever in your life. His intentions are well, but he's he is wrong. I mean, it's, yeah, he's a fuck. Well, he has I, what it is. He has survivor's guilt, right? So I think he's. Ah, uh, yeah. He I didn't even thought this, of that. That's so why it comes at Jack so hard. Yeah, and I think that's why he wants to take charge because 
he just as any, as much as anybody else wants Jack to be the leader because they all kind of recognize that quality in him. But Boone, I think through his survivor's remorse, I guess is just like, well, fuck Jack. He's obviously not a leader. I'm going to take charge of this. And then he just steals the water and doesn't yeah. tell anyone because it immediately becomes a big deal. And as a, yeah, uh, he, he didn't think it through and it exploded. Yeah. But I want to say that I admire Jack and I relate to him on a level because I also wordlessly sprint away from conflict if anyone ever yells at me. <laughs> I was going to say, I relate to Jack because uh, I am thirsty all the time. I just I can't think sit- I, this, all I thought was how thirsty Jack looked the whole time when he's <laughs> running through the island chasing Christian. Yeah, I, I was sipping on my Nalgene on my ice cold water while I was watching the episode and thinking, like, should I feel guilty right now? Uh, <laughs> That I that when you okay, I've got to say this about with Jack chasing Christian because I you know on Lost a lot of the the flashbacks and what happens on the island it kind of parallels it or mirrors it and and, and this is something that never occurred to me before in watching until I watched it this time around. But when we watch that the flashback play out and Jack's having that wonderful scene with um, Chrissy, the flight attendant or the woman at the the desk about his father he's talking like i need it to be done jack needs this funeral to be over with he needs he needs to get his father home and buried and be done with it so in that way jack is running away from his dead father and now here on the island he is very literally running after his dead father i just thought that was a really brilliant way to mirror that That is but i think that the the purpose of him like chasing his father down is also to end it because when he finally catches yeah. him and he gets to the coffin where the empty coffin, is, oh man, empty, he's just like, oh no, it's not done. And he just smashes it out of sheer frustration for wanting to let things go. Um, yes. And I think that maybe we don't see it so much, but there may have been a quiet reflection with Jack after that once he, because he's already talked to Locke at that point. And Locke has that yes. moment of, we know that, we all know that this island is special, but not all yes. of us are willing to admit it yet. That, I think, is possibly when Jack realizes it. This isn't done, and I'm here maybe for, like, I, I don't think that he's fully in, in it. it. He's not fully into the, like, he's not fully accepting of the idea, but his father's body being gone after he knows he's been chasing his father around the island. And yeah. his father led him to something like if you're running through the woods, actually chasing through hallucination, the odds of, or chasing a hallucination, the odds of you finding great shelter and water are incredibly unlikely. Jack knows right. in that moment that something is special about this island. He knew it before, but I think it's just kind of really setting into his mind. I think you're right. The, the Jack and Locke conversation is so interesting to me because in this moment, Jack is confiding in Locke and Locke is guiding Jack. And that is not something we see very much on this show. It kind of is bookended by, I think the very beginning and the very end of the series that they have that dynamic because any new listeners out there, uh, anyone new to the show, uh, if you think they're going to be good buddies on this series, I'm breaking your heart right now. They're not. We'll we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But uh, when he says that, I don't know, something about that, that conversation, the lines in it, uh, they 
they struck to me, Jack said, or they, they struck a chord with me. They, Jack said, you know, he's talking about chasing his father. And he says, what happens when I catch him? And Locke says, I don't know. But I've looked into the eye of this island and what I saw was beautiful. And I, I kind of thought it sort of summed up the entire series in a way. It's like, what is this all about? What's with this thing and this thing? And it's like, I, I don't know. But it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Uh, I think that's also very much Locke's attitude. You can apply that quote to anything Locke does. I don't know. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's like when I saw, first saw a bird. Um, or uh, <laughs> I don't know. He does have that. He does have that. <laughs> and I said, what is that? I don't know. It's but it's beautiful. Well, and my you, parents. Were, you with, were you with someone else? Oh, wait, you're talking to yourself. I was thinking like maybe you and someone else sees a you both see a bird for the first time and someone says what is that and you say i don't know <laughs> but it's beautiful <laughs> uh, we both had never yeah. seen birds before <laughs> i guess i was thinking as a boy uh oh and that reminds me really quick why did michael just tell Walt, why salt water makes you thirsty? It's salt. He could have just said it's salt. Michael's the worst father. He could have just Man. said it. He's. I mean, I think. I think if he had said because it's salt and it dehydrates, I think my. I think Walt would have said, "Oh, okay." Don't just don't swallow it, man. The pregnant lady fell down. <laughs> I love that line. Maybe uh, Michael didn't know. <laughs> the pregnant lady fell down. You love that line? Yes, it stands out to me every time I rewatch it. I, I don't know. I like it. Maybe Michael doesn't know what salt, what, why salt water is bad for you. Oh, he doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's that's bad. This is a well, really good time to worse, do a little. What's wor I'm sorry. What's worse is <laughs> that Walt does know. Oh, shit. Why and is he's Walt just, he's he's teasing his super father? He's oh, teasing no. his, like Walt's slowly picking up on like I think my dad's dumb. He doesn't dad know doesn't, anything. Sorry, I saw dad. <laughs> this is a good time. This is a good time for some tail section trivia. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cue the music, boys. Bum, bum, bum. Come on, homie, step on up for tail section trivia. These are facts we learned about. That's why it's called trivia. So. Welcome back to another installment of Tell Section Trivia. Uh, I, I hate to break everyone's hearts again. It's a short one. There's not a lot. You would think there's some really good uh, nuggets in this one, but I, I was struggling. Uh, Sawyer's reading the book Watership Down. Uh, Lost makes a lot of uh, literary references as it goes on, and Sawyer's usually the vessel through which we're seeing a book. Watership Down is about the rabbits that have to go on a heroine journey. I read it when I was 14. It was good. I don't really remember what it was about or how it would relate to Lost, but I am going to make sure that we're pointing out whatever Sawyer's reading in case you want to do a little Lost reading club. I could, uh, I could jump on that. I could make up some uh, uh, sophomore English class answer for that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So the rabbits are on a journey. They are. Uh, There's a. It's a. They lose their home, I think, and have to find a new one. Well, they're going into the unknown to kind of uh, find new shelter, I guess. And they, uh, I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid, the cartoon, and it is fucked up how violent it is. Um, but a lot of dangers. I've heard lurk. horror stories. 
terrible. A lot of dangers lurk in the unknown, though. Just like on the island. There you All go. All those Perfect. rabbits are going. And water. Ship. Down. Drown. Got it. Water. Got it. Probably that, too. Probably a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, and I guess the rabbits and a white rabbit. Uh, the white rabbit, this- yeah. This is, uh, of course, tied to the, uh, the the reference for the title is based on Alice in Wonderland, which, you know, John Locke just straight up says out loud verbally in this one. Jack has another episode in the series much later, which is also based off of, uh, it's kind of a, an Alice in Wonderland reference. Uh, in that episode, as well as this one, uh, somebody drowns. Someone uh, different, oh. uh, someone someone far not as important as Joanna, but uh, I won't say any more. I just thought it was interesting. The uh, <clears throat> the White Rabbit was also Sidney Bristow's call sign in Alias. That's another J.J. Abrams show. I remember watching the first season, and it would always be like, I always watch the last five minutes of Alias, which is just a show I've never seen before. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure it's great, everybody. But uh, I remember seeing it was the final season of Alias was taking place while Lost was airing. So I always kind of caught uh, the very end of that. And uh, last but not least, and this is not a fun fact at all, but it is a fact. Most indoor scenes, I guess in the flashbacks, were shot in an abandoned Xerox building. Five years previously, that building played host to the worst mass shooting in Hawaiian history. Oh, my God. It's pretty bad. Wow. So I hope you all enjoyed my fun trivia segment. Yeah. Let's go to anything else now, please. (laughs) (laughs) We want to do a numbers watch? (laughs) We we can, but I have more on this episode. Oh, gotcha. Go ahead. So when Jack is chasing after – Wait, I think now it's just become a thing where I immediately want to jump into numbers watch after you do tell section trivia, but then you correct me and say, wait, that's not exactly how the show works. We need to get into a little bit more of the meat of the episode. <laughs> and I plan on carrying that tradition until the end. Continue. It'll, it will be over 100 <laughs> episodes into this and we'll have this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, so with, with Christian, Jack is chasing him through the jungle and it's that scene where he says, where are you? You know, he's yelling that a lot. I swear, man, I'm hearing that smoke monster noise a couple of times. I rewound it, in fact, to hear that little, like, uh, that's that's my smoke monster impression. And is that good? Uh, Everyone at home, let us know how good we did. But but I swear that I hear that. And we, we do learn more about Christian's ghost Christian, I guess we could call him, this this figure that he's chasing. We learn more about it as it goes on, and there are, I think, I have my own opinion on what Christian appearances mean, which I think we'll have to just wait later on to really dive into, but I, but I do yeah. think it is interesting that the the monster may have been present in some way, shape, shape or form during those moments. Well, it's weird that Locke had an interaction. This is the first time that Locke has talked to anyone about the interaction with the monster. So interesting that you say that the monster might be following Jack as he's chasing his father because Locke, whatever the monster showed him is enlightening to Locke. So the monster clearly, I mean, the monster just killed someone before and tried to kill, uh, like killed the pilot before and tried to kill um, Charlie and Kate. So 
what did it show Locke to make Locke feel so positively? Like he is sure that he's seen the truth of the island in that moment uh, or from that moment. So I wonder if the monster does have some sort of intention for Jack as well. That's what I was kind of left wondering. If it does, I don't know if it's good. Uh, if, if the monster is somehow involved in this moment uh, or in this episode with Jack, I will point out that Jack almost meets his demise in this. He is following he his white rabbit and he almost falls off a cliff. So, oh, that's a great part too, where Jack just starts laughing. Um, that was another, that was another moment in the show in that episode where I was like, oh, this episode is just great. It's good. I think, I think that with Jack and his dad's death, I think that you, you, you know, when people that you care about die, it's not always a hundred percent this happy, uh, resolution between the two of you. There are times when people you love die. And there's a lot of unfinished business, a lot of things that you wanted to say and a lot of things you wanted to hear. I think that that is absolutely how Jack feels with his dad. Uh, I think that there's a lot of regret about their relationship, and I, I don't think there was much closure, closure when Christian died. I when I so, see no. – I really don't. When I was thinking so intently about what does Jack's – what does Christian's empty coffin mean to Jack, and I, I think that – when he's beating that there's a lot of there's a lot of rage but i think that it kind of just shows how people grieve some people cry some people bottle it up some people are mad some people beat a coffin into splinters in a jungle in the middle of the night and i think what it really represents i think it probably means more than one thing but the meat of it is i think that that coffin represents the uncertainty that jack has in himself and i think that him destroying that is his is kind of a metaphorical way of him saying, okay, I, these people want me to lead and a part of me feels like I should lead, but I'm held back by this, but I'm not going to be held back anymore by my uncertainty and my fear. It's over. I, I'm going to do it. And he's he comes letting it back. Go. He's letting it go. And he comes back and gives the live together, die alone speech. I love it. Live together, die alone is what we're going to hear a lot in this show. But the first time it said we're either going to live together or we're going to die alone. I love it. It so gives good. me chills. It, it, it's it's a <clears throat> moment where Jack not only so, he, he solidifies his role as the leader, but it is the dawn of their new, I guess, society. You know, that's yeah, when I mean, the reality is, is, is it's pretty finalized at that point. Okay. We're not waiting around. We're not going to sit here and hope for rescue. We have to live here. Which is, I think that's, and that goes back to the water. There's this infinite supply of water not that far into the island. Mm -hmm. But to the people that don't follow Jack into the heart of the jungle, they are, I don't, they're probably a mix of scared and confident and sure. It seems like everyone that is just concerned about the bottles of water and not really concerned about them running out are the people that are going to stay on the front of the island or the at the shore of the island because they believe that rescue is imminent. Absolutely. Like, Sun and Jin, uh, Jin makes a point of that. They're not going to follow anyone. He um, does. Uh, and Sawyer says it as well. And I think, um, who else is it? Boone? Boone? No, Boone goes. Boone goes. Sawyer, uh, right? 
How are you talking about the the kind of eventual like shift between like the caves living in that cave that Jack? Well, not even that, but beach. Yeah, just the initial the initial jump of people going in more inland to the island are the people that ultimately I think they are. They're both they're both in the mindset of we're going to survive, but one of them is we're going to survive because someone will save us, and the other one is we will not survive unless we work together. No one else can fix this but us. Right, right. I mean, those are, they are competing schools of thought. There, there is this sort of, uh, when, when I think about the, the ideas of who's leading this, right? Jack is gone for most of this episode. You see this kind of hierarchy of leadership starting to develop. So Jack is, is as we know, the leader. But I think the next tier down from that, you would have people like Locke, Kate, Saeed. There are certain people that probably want to be a part of that that can't or shouldn't be like Boone. And I yeah. think there are some people that could very well be leaders at this point, but, but at this point do not want to, which would be Sawyer, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, everybody's sort of falling into their role a bit in this in, in one way or another. And it's, I think, necessary because you're sitting here waiting, 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 and then it's like, what are we going to – do we turn into chaos? Does this turn Lord of the Flies violent? Yeah, this is – well, this is day six. So yeah. things are really, things are going to get more and more desperate. Uh, the, la- the, the last thing I, I have is just – I was just thinking about Live Together, Die Alone, and I just think that far be it for me to delve into any sort of politics or advocate how to live your life, but I just want to say to – you and our listeners out there at home, uh, guys, if we can't live together, we'll probably die alone. So uh, be cool. And uh, don't go swimming I in the think ocean. We solved when... it, man. We did it. We solved the world. We solved it. Holy shit. We solved no one's the ever earth. done this. We solved oh, the man. Earth. I can't believe we did it. It was a long time. <laughs> it has several billion years of hours that you can put into playing this game, but we finished it. And I think. Do you want to do uh, numbers watch? Numbers watch. 4, 8, 15, 16, 22, 22, over and over and over again for numbers. Hi, guys. Welcome to Numbers Watch. Uh, this is, of course, when we recount all the times that the mysterious numbers, those numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, pop up in the show. In this episode, Jack says he has to get back to L.A. in 16 hours. For his father's funeral. A nice short flight. And that has been Numbers Watch. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> that's a bummer. I know. Um, I, 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 again, dove on Lostpedia to find another one. There, Jack, at, Jack and Kate have four scratches on their face. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. So very, the, yeah. But I will, uh, when I, uh, I do I do the backup nickname watch just uh just in case there aren't numbers. So in this oh, one yeah. uh Sawyer calls Shannon Sticks. Mm. Um and in a real turn of events for Sawyer, who's normally incredibly respectful of uh people's races and religions, calls Jin <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Guys, I have to say, and as I say this with a heavy heart, um, Sawyer is canceled. <laughs> He's canceled. Not Josh Holloway. 
He's a sweetie. Sawyer. But Sawyer's canceled on the island. <laughs> Someone's got to tell him. It's not going to be me. It's going to be Jack. He's the leader. Sawyer. You're canceled, Sawyer. <sighs> You're canceled. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, that's it. One number. <laughs> but at least okay. there's one. <laughs> at least there's one. All right, there are, yeah. Numbers, numbers, they're everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, should we wrap this bad boy? Wait, uh, I guess we we could wrap this bad boy up, but I want to know how many whatevers you give this. All right, I think quick. we I think we skipped the rating at one point, but that's okay. Yeah, I that's all right. will give this episode four out of five empty coffins. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I'll also go with four out of five. Uh, four to five empty coffins. That's a good one. Four to five feels right good. for this. And don't worry, I'll give. I'll, we we'll start giving them ones and twos eventually. I don't want anyone. They're to think. there. They are there. I don't want them to think they just love every episode of this show. I mean, I mostly do, but we will make sure that there's that because there are some there are some stinkers. This one I think is just you know it doesn't it doesn't wow me all the way to the point where I'm like oh. My god this is one of the best they've ever done but it is such a solid solid installment and i got so much out of watching it this go around yep i yeah me too it's great it's a great episode everybody shines in it and uh there's just um it's the it's the perfect like really good episode of lost that's all it is it sure is i think that'll do it all right that'll do it thank you so much for listening everybody uh we have been the darn boys i'm vincent taylor and i'm taylor wilson thank, thank you, you and, and namaste, namaste. <laughs> we we nailed it yeah i think we did too. yeah the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight and you know we're gonna crash like it's 815 yeah the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight and you know we're gonna nailed crash it. like it's perfectly in unison <laughs> It's okay. These make for cute behind the scenes. Absolutely. Or just cute in mode. the episode.